world thanks for checking out another episode of it's always personal Uh, my name is wood or rl woodson and um i've tried to keep it's always personal kind of separate or separate from my other stuff but i kind of ran into a problem and I like the podcast format better than any other medium that's out there. It just podcast costs quite a bit to to uh, to record the way that I would like to, or I, the way that I would prefer to record them. So um, anyway, I write about boxing online as R.L. Woodson on a number of different websites as well as BiteDownBoxing.com which is my website and I talk about boxing on my YouTube channel Pay Me No Mind and I did a live stream today that was very important to me in this current quarantine shelter in place uh, state that we find ourselves in as a result of the coronavirus pandemic and um, as it relates to boxing I wanted to understand I wanted to discuss with different fighters at varying levels of their of their careers uh, and like how much money they're making from the sport and you know whether it's a prospect somebody who's a contender uh, I know one or two world champions. I know one guy that I know one fighter have a good relationship with a guy who was getting ready to fight for a uh, a title. And you know, I wanted to speak with all of these different individuals and get an understanding of how, uh, with the world of sports or the sports world grinding to a complete halt right now, you know, how is this impacting? Athletes in a field, in a uh, you know, in, a, in in combat sports or in boxing more specifically, and so um, one guy that responded to my text message or my instant message or my direct message was uh, an undefeated heavyweight out of St. Louis, Missouri. His name is Stephen Big Shot Shaw, and so. Um, I've done a couple of articles on him. I've watched a couple of fights. He's 13 and 0 with 10 knockouts. And kind of uh, one reason why he's very, uh, he, he's that makes him a prominent person is he's in a heavyweight division, which is red hot. It's, it's experiencing a, uh, a major resurgence right now based on what's going on with its champions. And the fact that the field from, uh, the number one ranked heavyweight all the way down to 15 and maybe even into t- to the 20s or 25 uh, are all kind of interesting players at this moment. So, um, and this brother right here, Stephen Shaw, actually worked 
the past two training camps for the former WBC undefeated, uh, no longer undefeated champion, former champion, Deontay Wilder. Wilder lost to, uh, as you, I just mentioned this, all this in my last It's Always Personal episode, but uh, Wilder lost his first fight and his world title and his undefeated status on February 22nd to Tyson Fury. And uh, Shaw was in camp. He worked as one of the sparring partners um, for Wilder's preparation for that fight. And then I learned in this discussion that's going to be on the body of this podcast, Shaw was also in camp for Luis Ortiz, which was another pay-per-view fight. Uh, it preceded the uh, the rematch with Tyson Fury, and it concluded in a uh, phenomenal knockout of Luis Ortiz. And um, like I said, I just thought Shaw would be an interesting individual uh, to weigh in on, you know, what happened in camp. Wilder mentioned that some things, there were some complications that he had to overcome in his camp, and Shaw kind of helps connect some dots there. Uh, additionally, Shaw, like I said, he's 13 and 0. He fought in December, had an impressive win, and that individual that he beat has some interesting implications um, in terms of what the next several months really could have held for uh, the next steps for Shaw as a heavyweight as a trying to become a contender as a guy that's trying to you know work himself into uh you know the bigger money fights so this situation comes along with COVID-19 it halts all boxing as well as all sports throughout the entire world and Shaw is married I think he's been married for three or four years has a, a wonderful family his uh, his wife and two younger sons, I believe both of those uh, children are be, are under five years old, I want to say. Um, at least under six or seven. But he lives in St. Louis, Missouri, and I just really wanted to check in with the brother and understand how is this impacting him and in a number of ways. So I had him on my YouTube channel for a live stream interview, but I don't think the quality of that interview, the sound of it or the playback, I think was messed up. So I quickly, where you pick up on this conversation is he's talking about his last fight and that victory and kind of just um, how he felt coming out of that. And then we get into the discussions about him being in camp with Deontay Wilder and how he matches up with other uh, contenders, other top 10, top 15 guys. And we get to talking about how this is impacting his life, this current um, pandemic with uh, his training, you know, trying to stay in shape. He was a guy that was coming down from 200 over 260 pounds fought his last fight at the lightest of his career which was around 246 pounds I believe uh, that was a th- that fight ended, ended in a third round uh, knockout of Gregory Corbin who has fought some other um, surging heavyweight talents so um, 
like I said, it was a full discussion that uh, Steph and Shaw and I got into. And um, I wanted to make sure that people could hear what the brother had to say since he gave me an hour of his time. Not like we're not at all at home right now and there's time out there to burn. But he is a pretty interesting guy. I just noticed something. I'm looking at his box rec, box rec page that I could have asked about. Damn. But um, yeah. So he's a very he's a very thoughtful brother. He's a family man. He's down to earth. Um, and you know he's just, he's just uh, one of my better relationships that, that I have in the uh, in the fight game. And he's a guy that could realistically make some noise here. Um, you know, once the game resumes. So let me get on off here and get out of the way for a good uh, 45, 50 minute interview with the undefeated uh, rising heavyweight, Stefan Big Shot Shaw. Definitely. Um, was there some thoughts coming into that fight? Uh, was was being uh, at the weight that you were at? Was that uh, intentional? Yeah, that was very intentional. You know, uh, every every fight, you know, my weight is improving. You know, I grew up a chubby kid all my life, man. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like uh, I stopped boxing for six years. You know, and truly lived my life like a young, like a young, like a young kid. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I wasn't boxing when I was. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I didn't come back until I was 19 years old, you know, so I had grown to a heavyweight, you know what I mean? My last time boxing, I was I was, I was, was always a big kid. I was a light heavyweight at 13, 14 years old, you know what I mean? So I always was a big guy, you know, and uh, like I say, man, um, you know, that's just a testament to my hard work and dedication to the sport and, you know, and, and, and staying busy. But as you can see, like, you know, the more I stay busy, the more my weight, you know, fluctuate pretty good, you know, and, and I feel like the lighter I am, the more explosive I am. But y'all only getting a glimpse of what I can do. You know, I'm, I'm still improving, you know, 27 years old. I'm only getting better. Got you. Well said. So, like I said, that was uh, that was closing out the year. That was early December when you had to fight in New York City. Get the, get the nice yes, victory, very clean performance, uh, so on and so forth. I'll come back to that Corbin. And then, and then I'm sorry. And then I had a good, then I had a good camp, you know, for that fight. You know, I was coming out of camp with Deontay for the Luis Ortiz fight. You know, I, I switched up as far, you know, softball. You know, uh, actually I got a race for Luis Ortiz fight. Um, and I, I was coming out of camp with that. Then I went to Andy Ruiz camp. Um, I went to Andy Ruiz camp uh, for about two weeks. I was supposed to be out there for three weeks, but. They only made it two weeks. And then I went to my camp for my flight and got ready for Corbin, you know. Got you. So that, that's exactly where I was going was uh, – now you work, You also worked Deontay Wilder's camp to get prepared for the rematch with Tyson Fury, correct? Yes, sir. I worked with him for both fights. Okay, okay. Um, so let's, let's, let's deal with that camp for a minute and, and that fight. Um, yeah. Was there any differences between, in your opinion, um, were there any differences between, uh, you know, the preparations in, in those two camps? Nah, man. Actually, man, everybody thought like, man, everybody, everybody in camp was like, man, Deontay looks good, man. Deontay's looking, 
it can rub the pirate man, you know. Um, um, I didn't see him like, like for the first Tyson Fury fight, I I, I seen him like clip that. I seen him hit, that, hit 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 a guy with that same shot that he hit Fury with in that tough round. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I didn't see that. This, I I didn't see that this camp, but he still was looking good. You know what I mean? You know, he didn't, you know, they said he was sick the first fight. He didn't look like he was sick this fight. You know, he was energized, felt like he was still in tight, still in, still in good condition from that Ortiz fight. You know, they was talking about, like, it's a quick turnaround, so we feel good. You know what I mean? They was, you know, a lot of that was going on. You know what I mean? So everybody thought he was real prepared, man. So that's why. That's why you really can't do nothing to take your hat off the theory, man. You know, because every, everybody thought Deontay was, everybody on his side thought that he was ready going into that fight. Got you. And I'm asking because, you know, Deontay said it himself. He said it was some kind of complications that he went through. Uh, and I know he said a lot of... I know he said a lot of stuff after this fight. I, I know that he... His pride had to be hurt. I, I, I get all of that. And so, uh, for me, I just felt like the better man won on that night, and it happens. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, so... It just happens, man. It just happens. You know, uh, you can you can easily see that that Fury made the made adjustments. Man. Fury made adjustments. Period. You know why? <laughs> you know a, a clear way he made adjustments. He switched trainers. If that's not an adjustment, is that not an adjustment? Right. It, and you know what I mean? And and that's what I thought. Like after you know, I had some uh, some different questions going into fight week, and mm-hmm. and and kind of wasn't sure what what was going on with Fury, but like you just said, like, like, go ahead. But when you see the success, of, but when you see the success of it, it's like okay, it, it, it it's clear what happened. He got with Klitschko's trainer. They 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 taught him to fight big. You know what I mean? You know he got with Klitschko's trainer. Wasn't Sugar Hill uh, part of Klitschko's trying to towards the end of Klitschko's career? I believe so. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, under the tutelage of Emmanuel Stewart. You know for sure that Klitschko was with Emmanuel Stewart. So when Emmanuel Stewart died, you know, Jonathan Banks and Sugar Hill kind of took over. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So so Sugar Hill came in and, and, and made the adjustments for Fury. And then Fury fought different when you look at the fight. Fury went forward the, the, the second fight. He took the fight straight to him. He didn't retreat. He didn't think about boxing. He thought about going forward. He made it a rough fight. Made it a rugged fight. Made it a ugly fight. And he, he made it, it was dirty. It was very dirty. The shot that he hit him with behind the head, knocked him down. That was that was behind the head shot. But it was so quick and it happened fast. It kind of like you know they ain't think they know if it was on the ear. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So. And Kenny Billis called it. So it was just like, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, like I said, the the one thing in the the video that I did after the fight, kind of breaking it down, um, we all kind of, we were all over the place on the reason for Tyson Fury's adjustments, uh, whether or not it was a weakness or a strength. Which it it ended up being a huge uh, strength or improvement, but then yeah. on the on the other side of that, what we really didn't none of us really took into consideration was the fact that Wilder really he 
was honest in that he didn't he didn't plan on making any adjustments. His whole adjust his only adjustment was I'm just gonna finish what I did the last you know in the first fight. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, and I and, and you know, you know. You know why I think Deontay was so successful with Luis Ortiz? Because I don't think he was truly trying to knock Luis Ortiz out. If you get what I'm saying. Like, he felt like he knocked Fury out the first fight. It was a long count. You know, just all this playing in your mind. And he like, you know, I'm going to nail you to the coffin this time. You know, I'm going to make sure you don't. I'm going to nail you to the ground. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure you don't get up. So it's like... And then, like, with, with, with Ortiz, it was just like, you know, he respected Ortiz's skill. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he, and he, and he, he fought him as such. And that's why the knockout was so pretty, because he, it wasn't like he was really trying. It just, bloop, that's the best way. This box, that's the best way. Right, I, I agree, and that's and 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 so, like I said, I, I felt like so. Anyway, let, let's move on, uh, move forward just a little bit. Um, okay. Did you? So I know it was all kind of controversy, you know, coming out of it. We have the whole glove gate thing, and wow. I, and and all of this stuff jumped off online. Uh, while people should keep in mind that Deontay Wilder has not come out and said any, you know, has said anything about any of these. Nothing. So, do you are you looking at this as a legit win from Fury, or did, did you know watching any of the the, the stuff the after in the aftermath? Did any of that uh, does does any of that seem credible to you, or do you have an issue with any of that? As, just as a fighter, man. As a fighter, man, I just feel like I feel like you know you know we win some and lose some. You know what I mean? I feel like you know what I truly feel, bro. Everybody caught up off Floyd still. Everybody still cut up on floor. You know why? Because it's like, oh, you lost, man. It's a problem. It's a, it's a conspiracy. You know what I mean? It's just like an aftermath of the Floyd effect. Like, the average non-boxing fan thinks if you lose, that you, you're a true boxing head. The average guy, average person feel like if you lose, you you a bomb or something like You know what I mean? Right. When Ali done lost five times, Tyson lost six times, Pacquiao done lost almost ten times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and 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 that's what killed me because I came back. I really wasn't gonna. I didn't really uh, spend a lot of time addressing the glove situation. I looked into it to a level where I was comfortable. And then, and then, I'm, I'm sorry. And then to piggyback off the glove thing, like when I first heard, when I first saw a video about the glove thing. It was showing video from the first fight. Exactly. It was showing videos from the first fight. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, PC, we can't believe this, huh? It was like, man, it's just, hey. Right. I'm like, because <laughs> the first, I mean, the first fight is the video that they showed the gloves for the conspiracy situation, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, so I was like, I came out and spoke on the situation. I did sit back and watch some of the videos so that I could then, look. At I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I'm sorry. Just, just to put this off, put this also out there. I've been in. I've been in numerous professional boxing matches. I've been in numerous boxing matches in my life. You know what I mean? I haven't had a hundred of fights. I haven't had hundreds of fights, but I've been in 
you know, a nice amount. In the professional ranks, especially like the athletic commission like Las Vegas and, you know, those, you know, those real prestigious athletic commissions where they bring those $100 million fights to, they're not letting any illegal activity go on. Deontay people, Deontay backers, they're not letting anything, you know, they're not letting anything go on, you know, that's not going to get found out. You know what I mean? Glove situation, you know what I mean? You know, the common people don't know these things. The common people don't know that it's a guy from the opposite corner in there when you wrap hands and it's a state athletic commission. Uh, inspector right there that has to sign off and watch you glove and watch you wrap your hands and say it's only a certain amount of length of gauze you can use because you know just certain guidelines you know what I mean uh, bruh you, like I said I went and checked out the videos doing what I do and trying to be able to give a, a 360 view of everything that happened but like you said the first thing that jumps out to me is that that was from the 2018 fight Right. And then, um, and then my I just summed it up to like, I see what you're talking about, but now I'm gonna fall back and wait and see what Deontay Wilder and his team does no, about it. Be- about the gloves, right? Because that's that's what his team. That's what that's their job, you know. And, and like right. you ju- like you just said, it's protocol and it's procedures, it's checks and balances. It's uh, it's all types of uh, accountability and all of that stuff that goes into having a fight. And on the yeah. same token, on the back end, there's certain procedures that you follow if you have a grievance or if you have if you want to appeal the fight. It's 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 procedures that you follow then. So, yeah. I got called some names, you know, on my video, and you know, some cats went in on me because I didn't buy it, and it's just oh. like. Whatever, man. I, I'm not here to. <laughs> I mean, if people couldn't realize that you were upset that the guy that you wanted to win that he got beat, uh, I can't do nothing about that. I mean, it, it happens. Like, like, De- like Deontay Wilder said, when the best are fighting the best, you you, you can get any. It can be any result that can happen happens. Absolutely. So. Uh, that's what we. That's why we tune in, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so let me ask you. Um, you know, this was a one. This was a one-sided fight. Um, some, and I went back and I looked at some of, some of Wilder's, uh, some of Deontay's. He looked at like him technically or from a technical standpoint with his boxing ability and, and whatnot, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that, that got to 42 and 0 and 1 or whatever it was and, and, and 10 title defenses. He's done everything that, he, that he's done doing it his way. Are, are you just encouraged, man, when, you're doing, when you guys are sparring and when, you're, uh, when you're, you're boxing against his boxing, do you come out of this situation like more encouraged about where you are when you get ready to – Absolutely. Absolutely. That 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 raises you know, I mean, just just look at it. I mean like man, it just it gives me it gives me so much case. Man. It definitely every time it lets me know where I'm at. You know what I mean? 
Cause, cause I mean, you know, in watching you and kind of having an idea what your style is, I mean, I'm imagining some days at the end of these camps and at the end of the sparring sessions, I'm imagining in your own mind, you know, it's it's moments where you getting you getting yours in, you know. Absolutely, 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 man, absolutely, man. Pay per view worthy type work, man. Beautiful work. Got you. So, so I think you just mentioned something about South Paul and whatnot. I was just wondering, um, just for the the Wilder campus situation, were you ever? Can I like that's a testament to like I feel like to how good I am because I'm a I'm an orthodox fighter, right? And to feel like to feel like we can you like sharp like can you work South Paul? Oh, uh, okay. You saw the first fight. Shaw was a good look on that South Park. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my side. You know, I, I don't know. It's like hard to explain. Right, right. But that was my last question on this camp. On the camp uh, situation was, you know. Was there any times where you were asked to emulate anything that Tyson Fury does? I know he he does go to yeah. Southpaw sometimes and whatnot. We didn't see a lot of that in this second fight. But are you asked yeah. to do anything special to you know during the sparring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J J D S. He yeah he asked me to emulate guys. You know, uh, like when I was when, when, like when he was getting ready for Ortiz, I was emulating Ortiz when he was getting ready for Fury. You know, I was doing like a little. Like those turkey jerky faints, you know. What I mean, it, 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 you know, they, we all laughed about it too. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, what I mean, because they like, oh man, you looking just like him, you know. But uh, it, it was good work, man. You know, we, we definitely, we definitely come together and collide and have great work, man. You know, what I mean, and like I say, I'll do well enough to hold my own. Okay, uh, last so uh, last question about this so we can move on. But the uh, with the whole situation with Wilder and uh, Fury, um, you know, they, uh, Wilder came out and did activate or exercise, you know, his right or whatever to have the the trilogy fight. And as a result of the cor- uh, the coronavirus situation, that'll be moved back to later in the year. Uh, I think they're targeting early October. Uh, just quickly, you know, what's your thoughts on? Um, how uh, Wilder can turn around and and improve uh, you know improve his performance in a third fight. Well, I think uh, he has to go in there, not trying to knock. First, he has to not go in there with the mentality of oh, I'm gonna knock him out. If you 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 got the power, you know what I mean. You got the power in your hand, so just it's about putting them together. You know what I'm saying, the right way. You know what I'm saying. It's it's not about just landing the right hand. It's about how you set that up. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. And, and back up, back up for a second. I actually did. Um, I, I had the chance to watch that replay a week and a half ago or whatever on ESPN, and I came out with a completely different, a completely different reaction than what I where I was on the when I watched it in real time. Uh, and it kind of it kind of made the situation even uh, my. My outlook on Wilder uh, kind of changed it for the worse a little bit. I actually felt like he was doing a little better in the first in the opening rounds than, and it wasn't so what one sided. Yeah, he was jabbing good to the body. Exactly. He was jabbing. He was jabbing him to the body. You know, uh, I don't know, man. You know, uh, you know, Fury, Fury just. 
you know, very, very rough housing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Deontay had, Deontay never carried 231 pounds on the fight neither. Right. You know what I mean? He never, right. he never came in a fight 231 pounds. And Deontay, you know, he all, he uses he uses his athleticism to his ability. But he knew that. But, you know, and Fury told him. Fury said he's going to stand right there. He ain't going to move. He ain't going to bag up. He's going to be right there in his chest the whole night. And that's what he did. Definitely, definitely. So, but anyway, let's move. Let's move on, and I, and I want to go back to that Corbin situation. You kind of touched on what my where, what my line of questioning was. Um, okay. Like you mentioned, Charles Martin. I think they fought uh, eight or nine rounds. Uh, yeah. Philippe Hergovich did. Uh, he yeah. did. He did end it in the first round, but um, but you know he his. Devastation like a, like my knockout. Exactly, exactly. So, Martin is a guy that's right back in contention. You know, after um, putting away um, my yeah. man, Gerald Washington, yeah. and then Hergovich is a guy that's making a lot of noise. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you looking at are you looking at your situation? Again, you know, I'm sure, and I know Styles make fights. I know it's kind of foolish to go about the whole triangulation thing, but you are 27 years old. Um, yes, it's, it's, it seems I, like it seems like now is the time for you to 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 really strike. Yes, sir, and that's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to strike. You know, uh, I'm ready for all of these guys. You know, whoever that they put in front of me, I'm gonna beat them. Period. And that is how I feel. And that's how I've been feeling my whole career. Whoever that they put in front of me, I'm gonna beat them, you know. And that's how every fighter should feel. And that's how I definitely feel. So that's how I feel. So with all of this coming together, you know, uh come, like I said, coming out of the uh the Wilder camp, seeing what happened there. In the meantime, we also saw uh one guy who was up in front of you took a step back, a major step back, with Konoski getting uh stopped by uh Hellenius. Um yeah. So for you, was that kind of what was going on? You were ramp, were you kind of ramping up to make your run? Because it seemed like you changed up your um, your work, your training a little bit. It seemed like you put out a couple of videos where you were kind of focusing on some more performance improvement type training, strength and conditioning wise, and whatnot. Absolutely. You know, like I say, I'm only improving. You know, uh, you guys haven't got to see the best of me. You know, I haven't been in the best situation financially. I haven't been in the best situation as far as a career like these other guys. You know, I haven't really had that much backing, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm making it happen. You know, most of these other guys have home, in-home trainers. You know, I have a train, my, my, my trainer is Coach Boxer, and he's in San Diego, California. You know, my dad, me and my dad, you know, we go to the gym as much as you know, much as we can, you know, but he's not my primary trainer, you know, and uh, like I say, man, I'm only getting better, you know, working with a new strength and conditioning coach, you know what I'm saying, for about a year now, and uh, I'm feeling great, man. Uh, uh, I was going to try, be trying to make that push to the top 10 by the end of, by the end of this year, you know, and uh, like I say, be ready for whoever, man. Now, now, what's your approach to, um, you know, strength and condition to to your balance 
uh, strength and conditioning and, you know, like traditional boxing uh, training. What's kind of the approach for the team on that? Well, I just, uh, I don't do really like heavy weights. You know, I do like light weights, a lot of repetition. You know, I'm building muscle endurance, you know. I'm building strength, not really, you know, bulky muscles. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm just building a lot of strength, you know. Uh, like I say, and it's showing in my fights. You know, I'm only getting stronger. You know, uh, my hands, I always had the skills as a kid. You know, I always was the, was the chubby kid as a little kid that can had the fast hands like the smaller guys. You know what I mean? I always could run in a race fastest the little guy. You know what I mean? So, you know, to this day, there's no one in St. Louis really. There's no really no heavyweights here. You know what I mean? So I don't have sparring sharpening me like that. So to stay sharp, you know, I work on my dad a lot. Work on my dad a lot on the focus mix. Okay. Now, now was some of the some of what I thought I was, I was seeing in the uh, in some of the, the training videos. I thought you were working on uh, maybe being more explosive in some, in certain movements, like it was specific for that type of improvement. Is that kind of what you're doing also in getting your, uh, your improving footwork and, and explosion and, and agility and whatnot? Yeah, explosion, agility, you know, core, core strength, um, a lot of explosion, a lot of snap, you know. Um, Fast twitch. Yeah, a lot of fast twitch, a lot of cables, you know, uh, like I say, uh, a lot of velocity, you know what I mean? A lot of, you know, speed to power, you know, that's the biggest thing we say, speed to power. You know, my strength conditioning coach, you know, uh, former football player, you know, he worked with MMA guys, he worked with Tyron Woodley, you know, he's from St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, speed to power, man, you know, uh, um, just a lot of explosive stuff, man. Okay, all right. Okay, so um, so now, and then, like I said, moving further along, um, so this COVID situation kind of dis- disrupts and derails everything. Yeah, all that, man. <laughs> all that, man. Godly. So, hey, so how was this? Um, you know, how was this affecting you? We, we've touched on it a little bit to this point, but how was this affecting you with respect to? adjusting your training and kind of not uh kind of not losing what you had just invested in for you know like you said you've been working with this strength and conditioning cat for a year and whatnot what's your thoughts uh, how are you adjusting like i said so there's no loss in what you had gained man i'm just uh i'm just i'm just pretty much just trying to you know i do push-ups and sit-ups around the house you know uh i do little certain things i have like a little uh I have like a little, uh, like elastic bands that I do a little stuff with, you know, but I don't really have, you know, I don't have any like weights or anything or, you know, anything like that, man. You know, you know, this is, this is terrible, you know, man. <laughs> you know, like you said, uh, having, having, you know, having the momentum, you know, working with, you know, a strength conditioning guy, you know, every week, you know, and um, that's slowing down. You know, and that's a testament in me working with him. That's a testament to my weight, staying low. Right. You know, but you know, I've been watching what I eat. You know, uh, and just and just staying sharp. Like right now, you know, I feel like I can, I can box, I can box. <laughs> right now, you know what I mean. But you know, like, I, like my hands, I'm, I'm still sharp. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm still quick. Like I said, I, I can go run. You know, I've, I've been running. You know, um, shadow box around the house. Me and my wife, we even hit the pads. You know, I've been going over to my mother and father's house, hitting the pads with my father. You know, uh, running around their complex. You know, um, it's kind of hard, man, during this time. But you know, uh, only the strong survive, and uh, this is a true testament, and uh, this is a manifestation of that that, that quote. You know, only the strong survive. Yeah, it, it's definitely, uh, it, it really is, uh, like you said, that, that's that's being walked out right now in a number of different ways. Um, so now, you know, you have your wife and, and, like I said, two growing boys. So on one hand, she's, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that she's preparing, you know, meals for two growing boys. But then you're trying not yeah. to grow too much. So how are you guys working together on, um, you know, taking care of you? Because... You know, it's a, it's a certain ratio out there for working out and diet on maintaining weight or continuing to drop weight. So how would you guys uh, stand on top of that? Man, uh, we just 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 pretty much just pretty much just pretty much eating what I've been eating. You know, my wife she just she cooks for our boys. She cooks for me. You know, uh, a lot of baked and grilled chicken. You know, I don't eat any like I don't really, really eat too much red meat. You know, uh, I really don't eat too much red meat at all. Like, it's occasionally I eat, like, red meat, like steak or, like, beef ribs. I don't eat pork at all, you know. Uh, and so I just I just pretty much just, um, you know, fish, baked fish, you know, veggies, you know what I mean, um, salad. You know, my wife, she's pretty good, been holding me down, you know, my entire career. You know, she she she's been she's been with me, you know, shooting in the gym, you know, as they say, you know, because she was a boxer as well. Oh, that's right, she that's right. Yeah, she was a bronze medalist in in the USA National. So uh, she, she's been there every step of the way. You know, true true Bonnie and Clyde. That's that's my that's my heart. You know, she makes sure. All of our boys, all three of our boys, stay good, you know. Got you. I, I told you, you know, that's one of my y'all are one of my favorite storylines in uh in the sport. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know, bro. I appreciate that, man. Too. I appreciate that. And I and I continue to, uh, you know, I want to see, uh, you know, as you as you go on your uh, run, and you know, she joins you along in that. I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, you know, I saw, uh, of course, we just saw Wilder and and, and his fiance or wife. And then, uh, you know, Fury with his side, and and the women play, you know, a, a pretty major role in in and how that fight came to fight night. So that's interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, like, like that's what I'm saying, man. Like, like my wife, she 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 she's my she's my Drew Bandini, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, she's gonna talk. She's gonna talk. She's gonna talk it, and I'm gonna walk. She talk it, and I'm gonna walk. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I said, when I when I encountered you guys in um in Columbus, you know, and came back there to talk to you, you know, she was in the mix in terms of like, who is this dude? Yeah. Is he legit? And you know, fix your fix your sweatsuit and uh, you know, so on and yeah. so forth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's very, she's very, she's very, you know, she's very outspoken. You know, um, she's very, she she's a beautiful soul. You know what I mean? Um, she has a hell of a story. You know, she has a book coming out that she's writing. You know, uh, 
she's been through a lot, man. You know, uh, you know, uh, but you know, we we a true testament of God's work. You know, that's why I always hashtag and hashtag that on every post. You know, because I'm a true and firm believer in God, and I feel like, man, and this is the time that, you know, whatever people believe in, it's the time to believe in. You know what I mean? You know, whatever you praise to, you know, praise to your higher being. You know what I mean? Because, you know, this is a time that we need to. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so like I say, it's a trying time. You know, uh, life as we know it is not the thing as of right now, if, if you really look at it in full perspective. You know what I mean? And to your point, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting how uh, a lot of us come out on the other side of this and how we value our time and use our time mm-hmm. differently on the, on the other side of this thing. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know, we, we people take an hour for granted. People take, take 30 minutes for granted. You know what I mean? People take, you know, people take time for being with their family for granted. You know, if this isn't the time to show you, like, what you have is really all you need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, we even even me as a boxer, you know, as a professional athlete, you know, it's aspirations and things that I haven't fulfilled in my career. You know, uh, you know, when you look at a, 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 and I'm just keeping it real, when you look at a title belt, that ain't number materialistic. Something's materialistic. You know what I mean? As long as I fight for what I already have and to protect what I have then I'm a true winner anyway. So that's why I don't really say guys that lose a championship fight is a, is a loser because that man just took home $25 million. That man just took home $50 million. You know what I mean? That man just took home $5 million. You know what I mean? Like, that man is financially in, in a situation where he can feed his family in an abundance. You know what I mean? And that ain't nothing but a blessing from God. And that's how we have to look at, you know, Deontay... I don't think he should beat himself up about losing. I don't think he should be, you know what I mean, does yourself, does yourself off and come back again, show yourself like a true champ. You know what I mean? You know, so this, you know, Joshua just did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, even though, even though Ruiz, even though Ruiz was bullshitting at camp and they kicked me out of camp after two weeks, So now, now going back to that, are you still there? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, going back to that real quick. Um, was that was was what we all learned on fight night? I mean, on actually on weigh-in date, and then on fight night. <laughs> did you, you did you already <laughs> did you already know that that it was a likelihood that we would see that type of uh, Ruiz? Yeah, man. Actually, Ruiz was looking smaller in camp. Like when I was in there, like when I was. Like Spawn Ruiz, like he looked at a little smaller. He looked at like he was probably like mid two seventies, like two seventy four, two seventy three. He didn't look like he was two eighty three. You know what I mean? But like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, you know, he flew out. You, you know, he broke. You, you know, he broke camp. Like, like he started camp late. Like, like, like he was. You could tell he was literally partying. Like when I, like I don't know. He said it himself. Cause when I was in camp with him, like. I don't know. We only we were supposed to spar six times in, 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 in three weeks. I mean, in two weeks. We were supposed to spar six times, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We only spar three times. And then, like, the last day, they said he caught gout and said he couldn't spar and all this and that. But then they made, <laughs> then they made the sparring partner with 
17 losses, stay up there and all this and that. You know, I don't know what all that means. Now, but, now Ruiz is 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 kind of is is a smaller heavyweight in terms of his height and and his measurables and all of that. He is a a heavier one of the heavier guys. So, um, you know, how did how do you feel that you matched up with him through those sparring sessions? Is that another situation where you came out feeling uh more comfortable I, about where you are? Oh yeah, I mean I was back I, I I was I was boxing real good. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, stepping to him, you know, I was I was boxing uh, another situation where I say I felt real good coming out of you know what I mean, um if they would have they should have used me more for that fight because Joshua, Joshua did a little, was was giving him some of the movement that I was giving him. Right. You know what I mean? I can see that. You know, Josh, Josh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Joshua, you know, you, you can obviously see it. You know, I, I can box. I can, I'll be on my toes. I'll bounce. You know what I mean? Like, those are some of the factors I haven't even truly showed people in, in like, consistently in fights. Like, because, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know. There's levels to this. Gotcha. Um, only a couple more questions so I can get you out of here. Um, I just want to know also with the COVID-19 situation, you know, and and you kind of alluded to it earlier with, you know, the resources that you have and the, and the machinery, if you will, that you have behind you at this point. So, you know, is this, is this situation, um, how is this impacting you uh, financially? You just mentioned that you had a fight scheduled in, uh, the, did you say the Dominican Republic? Yeah, I had to fight in the DR schedule, man. It, it definitely impacted me uh, drastically, man. You know, um, um, I'm, I'm definitely one of those boxers that probably have to file unemployment under that new unemployment act, you know what I mean, due to the pandemic, um, because I'm not in a situation where, you know, a couple of fights, you know, have have me sitting on, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or fifty thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, you know what I mean? It, it it's rough. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like I should be paid a lot more, you know, due to the talent that I feel like that I am. You know, I feel like I haven't got the just do that I deserve, you know, but it's all coming, you know. And uh like God is all known, you know, and I give it all to him, you know. You know, um like I say, man, uh, it's definitely a tough time for us all. And, uh, you know, like I just said, God bless America, man, because we definitely need God's blessing. God bless the world right now, you know. Right. But America, America has the most, you know, danger cases, COVD, the COVID-19 cases in the world right now. Right, it's right. more than China, and that's where it originated from. Right. And China has a, you know, a population multiple, multiple times larger than ours. So it's, it's definitely something yeah, to see. We have a far greater outbreak over here. That's, that's, that's terrible. Exactly. Yeah, there's no, there's no, no way to ignore that. Uh, will this, will this, um, will one thing that you come out of this situation with, will this make you look at, you know, your, your money management? You know, say you do go on, you know, and, 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 and things start ramping up, bigger fights, bigger purses. Will you uh, will you have some different um, ways that you manage your money, basically? Absolutely, man. You know, um, it's, it's definitely it's definitely another eye opener. You know, what I mean, uh, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations in my career. You know, what I mean, um, 
like I say, I, I fought. I had three great performances last year. You know, I closed uh, 2019 out great. You know, and uh, still wasn't going to fight all the way until April. You know, uh, it, it, you know, boxing is a, is a, is a tough career. You know, uh, boxing is tough. You know, so for this damper to all, for this pandemic to come and put a damper on things that was already, you know, um, coming about of a situation. You know, it's tough. You know, but like I say, only the strong survive. You know, uh, I, it's a great thing that God prepared me for this. You know, to be honest, you know, everyone's going through what I've been going through. You're not knowing how I was going to make money, not knowing when I was going to fight, not knowing what was going to happen with my career. You know, the world is just now going through what I've been going through pretty much my entire boxing career, if you get what I mean. I do, and, I do. Um, um, and it's just, uh, like I say, man, it's just sad. You know, to see that 7 million people have to file for unemployment, like I say, which is unprecedented. And for it to happen in my era, this is something you read about in history class during the Great Depression, you know. Um, so, like I say, man, this is, this is definitely a tough situation. And this is a situation that I look, look at going forward um, and, just, and just, you know, plan... Plan, 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 plan my life better. You know, um, put money, save money. You know, what I mean, have a savings. You know, what I mean, when I do have enough money to save. You know, what I mean, because as of right now, I'm just living fight by fight. You know, because I'm not making that much money. I have bills. You know, what I mean, a growing family. You know, um, but like I say, this, this is definitely an eye opener. And I've never been a guy that's been too high on over material materialistic things and you know one to keep up with the with the latest fad and fashion you know i just i'm a simple guy i got married at two at 23 years old you know um so i always had a different perspective in life and i and that's a testament to my mother and father Right. I, I mean, I, I meant to mention that, I, I, you know, and watching you on Instagram and whatnot, I, I don't see the uh, any of the outlandish, you know, stuff and, and you know, guys with the jewelry and, and all of that. Uh, yeah, man. You, you know, it's a it's yeah, a man. it's a lot of fighters out there uh, who've kind of I've soured. You know, it's nothing wrong with looking good. There's nothing wrong with having flashy. There's nothing wrong with having diamonds, but know where your priorities lie. And this and this pandemic should let everybody know that materialistic things doesn't mean nothing. Look, look how easy they can shut us down a way we can get money. Right. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. I was. I was. Just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's just it's just crazy. So, like I say, um, it's nothing wrong with guys being flashy to a certain extent, but it's like some guys overdo it, you know, and prioritize things that don't mean nothing over things that mean that that should mean the world to them, like family. You know, some guys, you know, turn their back on their family just to chase a career, you know. And I never said that I was going to be that kind of person, and I don't know why. That's just how I was raised. My mother never did that to me. My father never did that to me. So I I I can't do my kids that like that. You know what I mean? My children is the true riches and wealth that I do have. 
you know, because they're going to carry my legacy. A piece of diamond can get traded in and say it's yours and be on somebody else's neck the next year, you know what I mean, or the next day. So it doesn't matter. And, Truly. and especially when you come back, you know, you see a guy at a fight with a neck full of jewelry on, a wrist full of jewelry on, and, and then two or three months later, you see the same guy in the headlines where he didn't pay a jeweler, you know, for those jewels that he was wearing, the jewelry that he was wearing. And it's like, okay. And, you just trying to do, you just want to look too good. Just, you, you, you put yourself in harm's way of being in debt, highly in debt with, 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 with jewelers to, to just put on the front. You know, like, man, it's just, Everybody trying to be like Floyd again. Exactly. It's all the effects from the Floyd made. Floyd made boxing look cool. Floyd made boxing look cool. He ain't never been really dropped. He ain't never seen, I mean, he didn't been wobbled. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, he ain't never been, you know what I mean? He ain't never been battered and stuff. You know what I mean? Ali, like, they only talk. Yo, they don't talk about the they don't talk about the, the dark side of boxing, man. It's always it's always a good and bad to, to to boxing. You know, they don't talk about the fighter that had the Jews on that one year, and then ten years later, he can't even pay pay his rent in an apartment. Right. I, you know what I mean. I want to say I was hearing uh, one time years ago. I had read. Uh, like the landscape and the cost that it, it took to keep up uh, Evander Holyfield's property when he was at his height. You know. Oh man, that that big old house with the with the largest pool in the in the continent. <laughs> <laughs> and and then it it turned around. Uh, you know, like I said, that's when he was at his height. He had fight fight checks coming in and whatnot, so on and so forth. But then you turn around and those fight, you know, those last several fight checks, they aren't nearly as big as the other ones. And then you still got to pay, you know, $50,000, $60,000 just to have your property maintained. Something Come has on, to go. Bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> the, the, man, I got family like, before I started doing that, I started looking out for my family. Like, you good, Auntie? You good? Like, before I started, like, buying me a house that, like, the taxes on it is going to be a new car every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, whoa. It's not even worth it sometimes. Definitely. It's not. You know what I mean? You you, you create a budget for your... What if, what if you have all that money and you live in simple? Your overhead is not going to be that much, right? Exactly. You might have to pay taxes, but then that's when you set up foundations. You know what I mean? That's when you set up 501c3s with nonprofit organizations. That's when you give, out, give back and do donations to other nonprofit organizations. Definitely. So, so, you know what I mean? That's paying your, ta it's paying your taxes. Definitely. I, and before I get on, I, you know, it was one I've been watching. It, one thing in this down period, you know, why everything is frozen, uh, it's interesting to watch how different fighters are managing this time and going about their business. And I think one dude who's kind of disappointing me, actually it's a couple. Uh, I think uh, we're really seeing how immature and how young, or just how young, uh, you know, a Ryan Garcia and a Devin Haney are right now. Uh, just out here, just just pouting, you know, in public, 
And it's like, man, just fall back for a minute and and, and stay off of the, you know, stay out of the, stay off of the, off, you know, stay off the internet, bro. Yeah, man, like, like, man, it's crazy. Like, what are they talking about? Man, it's, uh, you know, I think for each of them, and maybe, you know, Ryan Garcia to a different extent, you have this big following you probably getting all of these mm-hmm. notifications during the day and, and everybody reacts to everything you say. So it just seems like a good investment of time to go out here and make some, say some strong comments towards Javante Davis. Then you got, uh, you know, Devin Haney is a guy, I think he's just frustrated because he is where he is, but you know, the meaningful fights, like to me, Haney is trying to, to get a fight going with uh, Ryan Garcia. And I'm like, right now, that fight really doesn't even make any sense for neither one of you right now. It's, it, it, it looks good. They, they definitely gonna, they definitely gonna keep each other away from them dudes until that. Yeah, come on, man. Like again, it's the Floyd Mayweather effect. They even seen Floyd, how Floyd then marketed this boxing, and they, they everybody's been trying to have that same blueprint. Everybody's been trying to, you know what I mean? Trying to make that next star, the next Floyd, you know, all that next year one and. You know, all that stuff, man, to where they ain't going to have no young star like future star like Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia fight right now. Makes no sense. They'll probably have fight 25, 26 years old. You know what I mean? But not right now when they still like young prospects. That's the thing, man. Like back in the day, man, those guys would still be considered prospects. But Devin Haney, he didn't fall for a million dollars already. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like that's crazy. Like, we ain't have a guy that's fight like million dollar fighters like start complaining about like, man, like, you know, the times is different, man. Like, you got guys over here that shoot, that ain't never even fought for twenty thousand dollars before. Yeah, I like like I said, it, it it's um I've just sat back and, and just looking at Haney and it's just like you can look at him, and or you can listen to what he's talking about, and just understand, and, and just understand that he's kind of lost, and and what to do next, you know. And and, and I get it. He wants meaningful fights. But but now the career isn't lining up because he because he going in here against guys that we don't even know, and he's just like a million. He got a. I, I went to his fight. Like that's what I'm saying. Like. What is boxing going like? The KSI versus Logan Paul, too. You know what I mean? I understand they social media giants and they have huge followers. I understand it. But it's some, like, it's boxers that's been Olympic. Like, your, your Dennis, you guys made a post like, I'm a 2008 Olympic gold medal, so I ain't never fought for 900,000. These guys are not even legit boxers. And they fight for 900,000. A piece. They they split one point eight million dollar purse. Yeah. You know, and Devin Haney was on the undercard, the co main event, and he got a million dollar flat for himself. Right. Fighting a guy named who? Right. No disrespect, that's beautiful. Get your money. That's what this game about. You know what I mean? But like you complaining about man, you got it made. <laughs> yeah, like, but like I said, it's it's just uh you know it's indicative of that they are younger guys. Uh, I, I mean, I I, I would imagine. Younger than Floyd. Yeah, 
young lion, that young lion is ready to prove themselves. Right. And I understand that. But, like, the world that captivated y'all, the world familiar with y'all, like, all y'all got to do is just keep doing what y'all doing. Y'all going to fight one day. Exactly. Just keep doing what y'all doing. Just keep doing what y'all doing. Y'all going to fight one day. This is going to be for a whole lot of money. As long as y'all keep doing what y'all doing, y'all going to fight. <laughs> Period. Period. Right. So, uh, my... They both, they both tall. They both tall, lightweight. They both going to fizzle out. 147. They're going to have a beautiful fight, man. They just need to take their time. Keep on beating them dudes at the zone. Put them in front of... You know, you're getting a million dollars for fighting nobody? <laughs> nobody complaining about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of those good problems to have. Man, that's a beautiful problem, man. <laughs> Got you. Hey, so so my last question was um, you know, looking at this thing from a positive light, you know, um, you know, we eventually things do have to resume and we gotta get back to normal living, but you know, with some some changes to it and whatnot expectedly. Um, but you know, what would kind of be some factors in, man, I, I I um, you know, if they give you a date you know, if we start seeing, uh, you know, timing for when uh, professional sports can resume, uh, as, as, you know, when we start seeing that, what would be some things that factor into you for you in making a decision of, uh, you know, would you need eight weeks? Would you need several weeks of sparring? You know, what? how would you uh, approach uh, coming back? I mean, um, I just... Um it just depends, you know, it just depends. You know, I just want to get back to going, like, going to the gym around, like, locally, like this. I just want to get back to going through that for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Shake loose. You know what I'm saying? Then we can start talking about, you know, a fight within the next six to eight weeks. Period. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just ready just to go to the gym and hit the bag. Man. <laughs> I want to be in the ring, man. You know what I mean? I'm just... You know, I'm ready. I'm just ready. You know, start my strength conditioning back. You know, every week. You know what I mean? You know, uh, um, you know, just just ready to get back going normal. You know, go to the gym, hit the bag. You know what I'm saying? Smell the rain, smell the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Um, you know, I'm not big on the whole calling people out or anything, man. But um, we have talked about a, a several different people. Uh, you know, Charles Martin, uh, Hergovich, uh, you know, maybe even a Michael Hunter type of guy. You know, is there anybody that you envision uh, kind of being somebody that you would have to collide with, you know, as you make your way, work your way into like a, a mandatory position or, you know, getting to that elite level? Is there any guys yeah, that wanna, you... I wanna, yeah, I want to I I fight all those Gerald Washington's, uh, uh, Charles Martin. Uh, Dominic Brazil, you know, I know all those guys, you know, you know, but, you know, I, I love to spank their ass. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, um, I, hey, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, you, I, I like uh, keeping up with your story, man, and, and uh, like I said, when I look at some of the mutual opponents, I look at, you know, a guy, you get a, a victory over a guy like Corbin, and then we see who yeah. else is, uh, we see who he's being put in with. Um, you know, I just kind of figured out, I just kind of figured that, um, you know, you would, you, and then your, your relationship with, uh, 
Wilder's camp and whatnot, that you know you a guy that you and in your age, I feel like you know it, it. It all sets up for you to really start trying to make some noise here. You know, in the next yeah, uh, year, the year and a half. Start captivating me and putting money, putting money in my pocket to like display me like that. He ain't did that. I ain't. I've been struggling my whole career. Like I'm not. I fight way better than a lot, than the heavyweights that they've been showcasing from America. What? Yeah. I feel like I'm the one. You know. Now, did, did you did you uh did you already have an opponent name for the DR fight, or were there some names being you know put in front so, of you? I was supposed I was supposed to fight this guy. His name was like Christian Galvez. Uh, Dominican guy, he was like 17 and 6 with like 15 knockouts. Okay. You know, a local local Dominican guy. Okay. He's moving my career along, 13 and 0, you know, and, you know, we're going to start like, like we was on our way. we on our way to, you know, make that run. Okay. All right. Hey, well, look, man, like I said, appreciate I definitely appreciate your time, man. You always have some uh, some some uh, thoughtful things to say, and uh, just wanted to check in with you, man, and uh, and see what was going on with you. And like I said, I I was watching you uh, ramp up things on the strength and conditioning, and, and it just felt like the timing was right. And then um, you know, the heavyweight division uh, is is really hot right now. Yeah, it's beautiful right now, man. It's beautiful, like man, like it's crazy, like. Like when I was when I was with my old managerial team, you know, it used to be guys, you know, that's the face of that thing. You know, it used to be telling you know, you gotta get yourself in shape. You know, these dudes, these dudes, these dudes chisel, and all these, and all this and that. We just this past year, this past year, Anthony Joshua, the most chiseled boxer ever, an Adonis, get beat by one of the worst. <laughs> worst. Come on, man. What? Then look at Fury. Fury ain't real. No. Fury ain't all. He he thrown Klitschko and Wilder. Right. I don't know, man. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm a world class talent, man. You know, this guy's in the top ten that I, I would destroy. Period. Yeah, I was looking. Um. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, like you said, you 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 right now getting ready to focus on making that push for uh, the to, you know for the na- uh, for the international rankings and whatnot. But I was just looking on BoxRec and saw that uh, you know you are a top ten heavyweight in America, and just looking at the names ahead of you, like you said, a Brian Jennings is, is seven. We've already talked about Jermaine Franklin in previous discussion. He's at eight. Uh, Dominic Brazil at five, Martin at four, Michael Hunter at three. So yeah, I feel like um, you know, like I said, man, it just felt like the timing was kind of setting up for uh, you. Ju- you just need an opportunity. Yes, sir, man. Absolutely, man. I ain't even. I ain't even know I was ranked number ten though. I ain't know that. Well, that's just. I, that- know I, was, I ain't know they just uh, put out some new rankings on Box Red. I ain't know I was ranked number ten in the country. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, this news to me, brother. Oh, okay. I we... ain't never... You know what I'm saying? I ain't know none of this. Whoa. Number 44 in the world. Oh. 
Oh, man. Oh, you ready for all of Did you happen to see it? They have uh, Shondell Winters is right beneath you at 11. Did you happen to see his fight against uh, against Joseph Parker? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that fight. He was too small for uh, he was too small for Parker. I love a Joseph Parker fight. I love a Joseph Parker fight. You know. Got you. All right, champ. Well, uh, that's some good news for you then. Like I said, I, I I look at a couple of things before I get you guys on the phone, and that that was something that jumped out to me. Um, you know, like I said, uh, Brian Howard is at number nine. Uh, Brian Jennings at seven. Gerald, it's already a lot of movement in that top ten already, just mentioning that, you know. Already, man. Like, I ain't even know that. Hey, bro, I appreciate all that, man. I ain't even know all this stuff. Got you. All right, well, man, you you said quite a bit, but any la any final words, man, for anybody, um, you know, just uh, just uh, some last yeah, words from uh, Big Shot Shaw. Man, just keep following me, um, Big Shot Shaw, Instagram at Big Shot Shaw, Facebook, uh, Stephen Big Shot Shaw, and Twitter at Big Shot Shaw, man. And I'm just follow me, man. And I'm just young young dude from St. Louis, Missouri, just trying to become world champion, you know, and, and, and be the face of face of American heavyweight boxing, you know, uh, just trying my best, you know, and I feel like I can be the best just in a matter of time. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Y'all take care. Uh, tell the wife I said hello. The guy from uh, from Columbus, Ohio said hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember the interview, I got you, bro. Okay. Take, take care, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir, you too. All right, so um, I don't know how this stream came out. Like I said, I checked it earlier. Um, I got some stuff going on with Wi-Fi in my house. Um, so and I, and I, I know the feed earlier on was uh, coming through a little rough, uh, but I did record this on um, I did record this on my phone, so uh, it'll be normal on there. I don't, although I don't know how. Uh, how well uh, Stephen Shaw's uh, vocal—I mean, uh, his vocals, <laughs> his audio—will come through. But I'm gonna put this up on my podcast. Uh, I do a little uh, podcast on the side. It's not necessarily sports or boxing related, uh, but it's called "It's Always Personal." Um, I'll put the link out there somehow. I do appreciate anybody that checked in on the uh, on the live stream today. Um, but like I said, I, I know it could have been a little challenging. With the sound, it, 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 it was some kind of lag in it when I listened to it earlier. But, um, you know, the show must go on sometimes. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to have something normal for myself on the weekend. I, I've reached out to a couple of different fighters to, uh, you know, just to see what was going on with different people. I thought this presented a perfect time for uh, different individuals to let the world know uh, what they were experiencing uh, you know, uh, at whatever level you might, at, at whatever level a fighter might be, you know, um, 
it's, it's, it's a couple of different email, emails and instant messages that I have out there just trying to talk to some guys at different stages in their career. Uh, it's a couple of guys that I know are go-tos that I probably could have gotten on, uh, but I bug them so much, you know, I just didn't want to get the same story. So uh, I hadn't had a chance to check in with Stephen Shaw uh, since his victory over Gregory Corbin. But um, so I, I, I thought it would be. And then he's a heavyweight. And then obviously, you know, being in, in camp with a Deontay Wilder, uh, I didn't even realize that he had been in camp uh, with uh, with uh, Ortiz. Andy, I'm, I'm sorry, Andy Ruiz Jr. I didn't even know about that. So uh, interesting to get some, some, you know, some feedback on that situation and whatnot. So anyway, man, let me get on off of here. Uh, again, thanks for pressing play. Uh, consider, uh, or, you know, subscribe to the channel, you know. Uh, definitely doing a lot of entertainment right now, uh, you know, with, with the sports world uh, being halted. Definitely having an opportunity to go and review or, or catch up on a lot of stuff that I follow on the uh, entertainment side. Uh, Want to refocus on that anyway. But just, the you know, the busy uh, boxing schedule was what it was and, and kind of took away from my, uh, you know, my uh, my opportunities, you know, to watch a lot of se different television series uh, or TV series and uh, so on and so forth. Anyway, man, I'm rambling and whatnot. Let me get on off here. I got some stuff to do in the house. Uh, but I, I hope you and yours are doing well going through this ordeal. Uh, and, you know, anybody that's the, at, at the head of a house, whether it's a single parent, uh, you know, single parent, mother or father, you know, I, I feel for uh, everybody who has young people or little people relying on them and depending on them for their well-being and whatnot. Uh, this is just a, a very trying time. I'm seeing some different updates in, uh, you know, different way, different that the, the precautions are changing and whatnot. I saw uh, where now it's like everybody should be wearing masks out in public. Uh, that hadn't been the case prior to this. You know, I also saw some staggering uh, forecasts or uh, projections of uh, what the total deaths could be coming out of this thing, man. And that just seems, uh, I just, you just never would have imagined, man, you, you know, and and uh, just to, to, to step in the shoes of those who live on, um, you know, in a major metropolitan uh, you know, such as in New York City, uh, and, and just I, I just heard earlier this week the co-host of the Ak and Barack show, Barack. Uh, I think his name his last name is Best Barack Best. Uh, he announced on their show earlier this week that he had tested positive for uh, for the coronavirus and whatnot. He lives in a house with at least two kids, and. Um, I don't know if you know him and his him and his co-host had been doing different things to be able to do the show every day, and I think they were together. Uh, to you know, they were recording it from Ox House, and I don't know if uh, trying to travel to to Ox House to do the show uh, was was that how he uh, contracted this? He he mentioned that he contracted it from a friend from a friend who's passed away uh, since, you know, that person 
had contracted uh, the the uh, virus. So this is just uh, like like we just mentioned. This is unprecedented, man. It's very real. I continue to see different um, stuff out there. This is why I got off. I got off social media. Um, I'm not even on Twitter or nothing. I am on Instagram. You know, Instagram is less uh, kind of less less chatty. It's less back and forth on Instagram. So I, I decided to stay on Instagram and then to to uh, kind of post my links and, and so on and so forth from Instagram. So I am still on there. But Facebook, uh, Twitter, I took all that stuff off my phone. Uh, I, I don't even... Like uh, I was just talking about with uh, Stephen Shaw, man, I really want to use my time differently. I really want to uh, focus on more positive stuff, more beneficial stuff. And uh, to sit up on uh, social media arguing about how great Floyd was, <laughs> I, I just honestly, man, I, I don't even know how uh, that's relevant. And uh, some of these different fantasy fights right now, we don't have real sports going on at the moment. So we getting a, we're getting a lot of, uh, you know, match this fighter up against this fighter from that era or match this team up against that team from this era. Man, I'm about to go read a book or, or talk to my wife, you know, with no electronic devices running. So I'm, I'm about to go uh, make dinner, you know, and, and enjoy the process of cooking a meal, preparing a meal or something. Man, I got I got better stuff to do. So uh, anyway, thanks for checking in. Um, all my contact information has been out there on, 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 uh, it is out there. And if anybody really wanted to get at me, it's ways to do it. But like I said, I'm done with, uh, Twitter. Um, uh, and, and, and I'm itching, uh, sitting here right now watching this, uh, Mikey Garcia car versus, uh, the, the, the Garcia and Vargas car rewatching that. Um, I was there for it in person. Uh, down in Frisco, Texas, and so I, and and my seat was horrible. So uh, I'm finally just getting a chance to kind of watch what the hell I was looking at from a half a mile away. But um, I'm gonna get ready to get on off of here again. You can check me out on um, on Instagram at Bite Down Boxing. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm, I'm I'm working from right now in terms of my uh, my social presence, my social media presence or online presence will all be at uh, at Bite Down Boxing. I see a couple of people checked in as I'm getting ready to get off of here. Uh, just really quickly, uh, I had heavyweight, a rising undefeated heavyweight, uh, I think probably still uh, a prospect, and Stephen um, Shaw. He said a lot of interesting things being in camp with Deontay Wilder. Uh, being in camp with Andy Ruiz Jr., uh, we talked through quite a bit. So, you know, if you want to go back and check any of that out, any of that out, uh, we talked about the Tyson Fury glove gate situation, um, so on and so forth. I thought it was a pretty good interview. I really like uh, Stephen Shaw, and I think he's a pretty, uh, pretty he could be a pretty interesting factor in the heavyweight division. Um, Anyway, the interview's out there, man. Let me get on off of here. I've said that three times now. Uh, stay safe. Be smart. Um, you know, stay informed. And, uh, you know, if you can at all, uh, if, you, if you can, stay in the house. Until next time, man, I'm out of here. Bite down boxing. Don't let them count you out. Uh, it's presented by the Pay Me No Mind Sports and Entertainment Channel. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Peace.
all right so that concludes the uh my interview with uh undefeated uh rising heavyweight Stephen Big Shot Shaw. Uh, like I said, I think hope you found him to be a pretty interesting cat. Um, you know, boxing is a tough sport. He's a man trying to uh, raise a family. You could tell he has a great, uh, you know, a great team uh, in his household. In terms of his wife, she's uh, she's his rock. And um, you know, plays an integral, uh, an integral uh, role in keeping the uh, their family moving in the, in the right direction. She's a she's a fan, you know, his biggest fan, a staunch supporter, and uh, you know, an advocate, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, part of the training team. If if you know, if you listened. She's uh so anyway, man. I'm just rooting for him. He's also a guy that you can listen to in terms of uh, his understanding of the way that the world works. He's down to earth. Um, you know, he's a kid that I hope to see get his shot. And you know, boxing is very uncertain. So, um, does his does he ever get his chance? Does he get his chance? In the next couple of years, can he hold out and see this thing through and um, and get that moment and capitalize on it? So I'll continue to tune in and, and, and wish him well. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I sincerely hope that he succeeds. So that was that. Uh, do please check me out in my entertainment and uh, sports commentary on the pay me no mind youtube channel please become a subscriber for all the the different updates and um so on and so forth and you know music new albums singles videos that i come across i try to get to as much as possible tv series i got an ozark season three review over there um you know some different latest uh albums from rapper uh rappers including J Electronica, Royce the 59 and um the one I just uh Jadakiss I thought there was another one that I just did but maybe not but um yeah just check me out over there pay me no mind um it's kind of an accompany, I mean, a companion piece to what I do over here on It's Always Personal. Uh, please, uh, I would appreciate some feedback from anybody who's uh, rocking with any of my content on a regular basis. Um, what else? That's about it, man. Let me get on off of here. Stay safe, stay healthy, be smart, and continue to look out for you and yours. Uh, It's always personal. Thanks for checking in. One.